Cats and kitties, welcome to another episode of Snap, the Saturday night adult party where we talk about sex, sexuality, and relationships from our blind perspective. I am your host, excuse me, I am your host, Victor Gouveia. 
my co-host tonight, Pepsi Mama, has unfortunately taken ill, but we'll muddle along. I mean, I'm sure people can survive. I mean, people have survived without her before, but I am talking about me today, aren't we? <laughs> Remember... If you like what you're going to hear, hit that like button. And remember to subscribe and follow us on our Twitter page and our tw uh, and our Facebook page. Um, on Twitter, we're known as at Blind Who's. That's B-L-I-N-D-W-H-O-S-E. And on YouTube, just look for the Blind Perspective Network. Remember, share it with your friends and families, especially if you think they can benefit from anything we say here. And those are the three places we go live. But if you can't catch us live, we are available on most podcast platforms. Alexa, the Victor Linus players, and of course, Google and Apple players. If you guys want to contact us, you have a question, you have a comment, a criticism about how we're doing, send us an email, Saturday night adult party at gmail.com. Again, that's Saturday night adult party at gmail.com, and we will reply accordingly. Well, assuming, assuming you say something nice or, well, polite. Lee, anyway, I mean, if you're going to put us down, at least do it politely. I mean, obviously, if you don't have anything good to say, at least learn to say it nicely. <clears throat> but who am I talking about? To this week, it's sponsored. Well, this week and every week, our show is sponsored by Eden Fantasies. Your one-stop shop to enhance your sex life and those around you. Uh, right now, they are having an 85% site-wide sale. You go to EdenFantasies.com. And remember, Fantasies is spelt with an S-Y-S, not an S-I-E-S. And uh, they've got excellent prices and uh, they've got some really great sales. Check out the discount codes in the description box. <clears throat> and right now you can get two free gifts. One free gift if your order totals $19 or more. And a second free gift if your order totals $29 or more before taxes. Well, I'm not sure if there are taxes. I guess it depends. If you live in Georgia, there might be taxes. Uh, because that's exactly where they're based. I uh, I do have... This week is kind of uh, freaky for me. Uh, as you may or may not know, I am of an advanced stage. That being... 52. I don't know if some people think that's advanced. Some people think it. it's not. I don't know. But to me, it's an advanced stage. My wife is even older. And she did something that a lot of women 
do at her age, which is a cervical screening for cervical cancer. Now, while she was doing that, they found, well, they found a polyp. And this polyp has been growing, and uh, they're not sure if it's cancerous or not. But um, they are doing a biopsy on it. But um, she just did this on Thursday. So, you know, we kind of have to worry about how she's doing right now. I mean, she's feeling okay. She is the last one to complain about any issues, such as pain or anything like that. But I guess you can't outlive the whole superwoman concept. So, uh, those of you who know she is, feel free to send her your best wishes. Uh, I'm sure she'll uh, she'll love any any best wishes you send her. On this week's show, we're, we're talking about something interesting. Well, I'm not sure how interesting you'd find this. Some of you may think you know this stuff, and some of you may not know this stuff, but I guarantee you're going to be surprised by some of it. Now, I guess I guess I found I first I found this article at one point in, and it's named the 11 top things that your husband wishes you knew i know it kind of sounds weird doesn't it because i mean let's face it it's it's men are know-it-alls okay a lot of men are know-it-alls i mean you have the metrosexuals who are very sensitive and very in tune with their feelings but let's face it a lot of men feel that they have this stereotype they have to live up to I mean, you probably notice this when you go out with them and they happen to be out with their guys, their guy friends, they'll act a certain way. And when you go out with your female friends or couples that are friends, he'll act a different way. And a lot of times, I mean, let's face it, guys are supposed to be butchy. Is that even a word? Okay, butch. I'll say butch. They're supposed to be headstrong. They're supposed to be, they're not supposed to be shy about anything. They're certainly not supposed to be self-conscious. And, uh... They're supposed to protect you from anything and everything that comes your way. But there are some things 
men won't tell you that they do wish that you knew. Now, this, although it refers to men, I would say it depends. It's equally as... You know what? I guess it's equally as as apt to be about women as well. Especially same-sex women where one of the couple is essentially a more male-dominated person. For example, I think they're called tops and bottoms in a same-sex relationship. There's a top. Now, this is usually qualified by this person always wearing a strap-on dildo, always, uh, well, yeah, strap-on dildos, Always using a vibrator and or dildo. And being the strong person in the relationship. The bottom, on the other hand, is the female of the, of the relationship. Or what we classically know as the female. Submissive. Uh, does everything her partner wants her to do. or tries to please her partner as much as she can no matter what the cost. Now, there are some things that there might be some things that people want to tell their partners but they're afraid that It'll make them seem too, well, it'll make them seem too weak. So, at this point, you have to, I have to warn you guys that, um, this show is going to feature some it's going to feature some very serious language and by serious language i am referring to language of exceptional detail in slang Okay, we might use hygienic terms like penis and vaginas, but then we're also apt to use dicks, cocks, pussies, and cunts. So, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, sorry, folks, I am just checking something here.
Okay, there we go. Okay. Should be all set. So, as I was saying, uh, we do ex use explicit language on this show. So, if you are under the age of 18, get the fuck out. Unless you have an adult with you that can explain and or talk to you about some of the things we say here. Um, which actually is related to part two of our show today, talking about your kids about sex. Now, first, let's talk about what women wish their women, sorry, what men or the male dominated side of the relationship wish the female side of the relationship knew about them. Now, actually, I, 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 th I don't think this is in any particular order. So, and number one, we're talking, they want you to know that they're sensitive too. Now, they're, that means they're more sensitive than they let on. Like I said, they're always supposed to be this butchy, domineering person who is not afraid of anything or nothing's going to hurt them or nothing like that. These are the guys that laugh at you when you start crying over a um, part in a movie that is sad and or uh, romantic. For example, there are two scenes of, that I know of that come to mind. Uh, for example, in the movie Scrooge, starring Bill McMurray and I think it's Angela Bassett. I think so. Was it Angela Bassett? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, Angela Bassett, <clears throat> right at the end, when Bill McMurray, is, Bill Murray, yeah, Bill Murray, <clears throat> Bill McMurray, that's a <laughs> that's a Dean Disney character. Um, Bill Murray is giving a speech at the end. A boy who has been silent throughout the whole movie comes up and says the Tiny Tim line, God bless us, everyone. Well, that brought tears to my eyes. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not ashamed. And it may make me look oh well, what's the term? On weak in the eyes of my listeners, and that's fine. That's a powerful movie at the end. And Bill Murray does he does a powerful speech. He makes a powerful speech. 
I love it. And I felt I started crying when that kid said that. Because the kid was so touched by Bill Murray's um, speech. And uh, it must have hit him in some way. Hell, even now, I'm thinking about it just, you know, makes me cry. And there have been others. I mean, there have been others. For example, The Greatest Showman, for example, starring... uh, Oh, my God, who is that starring? Uh, Hugh Jackman, that's it. I'm sorry. Hugh Jackman as uh, P.T. Barnum. In the number where I believe her name is Kira Settle or Kira Settle. Um, She does that song along with the other freaks of the sideshow that uh, I believe it's called This Is Me. And that one made me cry like crazy. Don't be afraid to cry in front of your partner. I mean, for Christ's sakes, if there's anyone you should cry in front of, it's definitely your partner. Because if something happens to you, your partner is going to be the person who's going to see you at your worst and at your best. When I went blind back in 2002, my wife, I was trying to be big and strong for her. She just had my daughter. We'd just gotten married. And I was trying to impress her family. And here I come going blind the day after we get married. Well, that hit me personally and emotionally, and I cried in front of her. I'm not going to say I bawled tears, but I did let loose a stream of tears that, well, it got the office wet. At number two, they want you to know that they love getting compliments too. Especially about their appearance. Now, I am not talking about lies. I guess is the way is what to call them. And you guys know what I mean. Telling your partner that they have a big dick 
even know their di- even though you know their dick is average. Or telling them they are so strong even though they can't lift something. That's not complimenting them. You can easily say that your dick is just the right size for me because I love it. It feels good inside me. That makes it sound better. You don't comment on their size. You don't comment on their girth. Nothing of that type. You're commenting about how you feel when they have their dick inside you. You know, you might also talk about how you feel around them, how they make you feel. That's always beneficial. And if you think they're hot, go for it. Tell them that. Believe me when I say a guy will always love it when you tell them they are hot. And I don't mean hot as in <clears throat> hot and spicy, excuse me. I'm talking about hot as in sexy. I'm talking like I want to bone your brains out as soon as we get out of this well, as soon as we get out of our clothes. <laughs> or I'm not afraid to say this, but the fact is a lot of men would prefer that they be seduced by their partners. And I would think that goes for women and tops in gay relationships. Yeah, I think so. They would actually like it when they're being seduced. Don't get me wrong. They enjoy doing the seducing sometimes. But... Being seduced gives them a feeling that they are wanted by the other person. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're wanted by their partner. You might also notice... Well, well they won't actually tell you.
Sorry, my computer just freaked out a little bit. Sorry about that. Uh, let me see if we're still on. Okay, we are live on YouTube. We're on live there too on Facebook. Yeah, it looks like our live is still going. Uh Okay, yeah, it looks like nothing happened. For some reason, my computer just went to the security screen where I had to sign in again. Thank God I was, uh, I have a fingerprint reader. But anyway, as I was saying, I was a, as I was saying, <clears throat> was, was I saying? Yeah, talk about your feelings. Your feelings are important, and your partner will always feel that way. But also talk about how they make you feel. Because they will love to know how they feel, how they make you feel. If they make you feel good, if they make you feel sexy. Even better, you should try to make them feel sexy. Like they're wanted. You'll find that a lot of men cheat because they don't think their partners are sexual enough. Or they might think that their partners aren't interested when in fact they are interested. But as with most partners, they think their other partners should know this because they're mind readers. So a lot of the blame can be shifted upon both people. But compliments do a person good. Now, and number three, they take pride in being able to take care of you. Now, I'm not talking about... <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not talking about the man who's there all the time ready to defend his partner about anything and everything that comes to threaten the relationship or the partner. I mean, they, it's 
it's freaky how they show love. They may not show it to see to them, to you, this may not look like love, but to them going to work and providing for their families is love. Every once in a while, because a holiday comes up, like Valentine's Day or a birthday, they'll bring flowers home, take you out on dinner dates. But if this is the case and you want more of it, talk to them. Men are going to talk to you about everything as long as you're willing to talk to them about everything honestly and forthcoming. Don't use uncertain terms. And number four, <laughs> and this is, <laughs> this. I think this, this actually goes without saying. They want to meet your sexual needs. And the reason I say this goes without saying is because a man's a man's esteem is intrinsically linked to their sexuality. Don't ask me why that is. Well, I mean, let's face it. The media, everything they they read in in the media on in commercials, especially for beer during the Super Bowl, for example. They all say a man is rugged and able to satisfy his his partner. Well, bullshit. <sighs> But then at the same time, you have to take some responsibility for that. Being the bottom doesn't mean you are always on the bottom. You have the ability to vocalize what you want, excuse me, what you want, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, and what you don't feel comfortable with. If your partner talks to you about having anal sex. And you're not ready for that. Then tell them. Tell them why. And tell them maybe. We can revisit it at a later time. But right now, I'm not ready for anal. Let's talk about blowjobs, for example. Or oral sex. 
a lot of male dominated <clears throat> sorry masculine dominated partners feel it's their intrinsic right to get head whether that masculine part partner is a male or female they are always going to feel that a blowjob is something they should be getting. Now, Okay, I'm not sure how to say this, except to say that I thought that a blowjob was a part of the sexual experience. I was under the impression that a blowjob was a part of every sexual experience. Now, I have to say, this was back when I was younger, and I didn't know any better. Now, I did say, when I was younger, I treated my body like shit. My self-esteem was too shit. And so, I did not look after myself. Well, one of the things I didn't look after myself with was how I treated my body. And how I treated others. I was very self-centered. And I have to say. While I did enjoy going down on my partners. I likewise thought they enjoyed going down on me. I was really surprised when I found out that that was not the case. Especially when I met my wife. There are a lot of things that come into effect when we're talking about sex and lack of wanting sex. Those things can range from past trauma to religious upbringing to ignorance to fear Or even convictions. And before I met my wife, I was too stupid enough to think that other people don't have the same experiences I have, the same point of views I have. I thought everybody was open about sex. 
but that's not always the case. So even though you're the one getting the blowjob, you should ask permission if you can have one. I know, I know, it sounds crazy. But yeah, you should be asking permission for a blowjob. Believe it or not, because the other person may not be apt for that sort of thing. They may not like that sort of thing. But women, and bottoms, I do suggest that if your partner makes you feel good, you tell them. Because that's most important. That brings us, that brings us to number five. And this is something a lot of women may not do overtly. But they do it. And you know what? I don't think some of these women or some of these people know they're doing it. They talk about their bas past boyfriends or husbands or partners. It'll usually be about how bad they were. In some cases, the man will... Well, a lot of men will take the opportunity, <clears throat> excuse me, to manipulate the conversation and essentially make it known that they won't behave this way. Or they think what the past partner did was awful or disgusting or whatever the case is. And this may also be a way for your partner to tell you some of the things she wants in a relationship. But if you can go without talking about your past partners, that would be great. Men don't like to be compared to your last partners. Especially when it comes to earning potential, how much money they make, what type of work they do, that sort of thing. And number six, they enjoy some 
quote-unquote unknowns in the relationship. Most of all, men like their partners to be spontaneous, mysterious to an extent, and unpredictability. And this goes for a lot of things. Dates, sex, nightly rituals, sitting down in front of the TV and watching a horror movie, for example, or, well, who knows, a rom-com. Or a feel-good movie like The Greatest Showman or Scrooged, let's say. So just keep that in mind. And number seven, they don't want you to know that, and this is closely tied into what we talked about before, them being vulnerable. And they will hardly ever admit that. Because again, they're supposed to be the strong one in the relationship. And you have to remember, everything around them is telling to be telling them to be stronger, competitive, and closed off. So you're going to have to emphasize that they can be vulnerable about you and not look weak doing it. Now this goes for both partners at number eight. They see the world differently from you do. Their point of view is not going to be your point of view. And that goes for both partners. But it's also a way for you to think about their point of view. And it'll go a long way to helping mediate arguments and break down hierarchical structures such as the man who feels he's at the top of the pyramid and everything else is beneath him. And again, and number nine, they're hardwired to take charge. And again, you have to remind them that they don't have to be.
you have to remember everything around them is telling them that they have to be able to fix a water pipe. They have to be able to fix an electrical circuit. A broken fridge or dishwasher. A leaking pipe. I felt I certainly felt that way when I went blind. I felt that I was letting my family down by not being able to fix this stuff and having to call someone else to come in and do it. Well, hello. They don't have to be the one to be able to do that. You can be the smartest rocket scientist in the world but nobody's going to fault you if you can't fix a leaking nobody's going to hold it against you that you can't fix a leaking faucet or toilet or that you don't know how to shingle a roof Nobody's going to hold that against you. Just like no one is going to expect you to suddenly going from fixing cars to being able to operate on a human being. It's not logical. At number 10, they have real struggles. They want you to know that. Now, what you may think as petty, they may feel is a huge thing for them. They want you to understand that the life of a boy slash man is not easy. Especially given what they have to live up to. And what they feel they have to prove. You can go a long way to reassuring them that they have no one to prove to. Tell them they moved out of their parents' home and they're living with you now. And the only person they have to prove anything to is themselves. They don't have to impress anyone. They don't have to impress in-laws. They don't have to impress kids. Nothing. They do have to be authoritative with children. Because children need structure, yes. But when it comes to adult concerns, adult struggles, adult issues, 
They don't have to prove it to anyone else but themselves. And at number 11, and we've touched on this in 1 through 10 at some point, but here we outline it directly. Men's brains work differently from yours. Men are very sequential. They're linear in their thinking. Which makes it very hard for them to multitask. For example, my good friend Nimmer, who sometimes appears with me on The Blind Perspective on Saturdays, by the way, sorry it didn't it didn't uh, it wasn't on Saturdays, it was on Fridays. Yeah, we moved it to Fridays. But Nimmer, who appears on with me on the blind perspective, is great at multitasking. Another former co-host of mine, Claudia Del Riel, is excellent at multitasking, especially when it comes to a computer, a braille display, being able to read something on a microphone, for example. I've already asked her that when we have another... another uh, audience day if she can read our our mail for us. Because I suck at multitasking with JAWS. My brain isn't attuned to being able to do two things at once with JAWS. Back when I could see, I could do 150 things at once. I could put a computer together while writing a report, while looking for stuff on the internet, blah, blah, blah. I was doing it all at the same time. But I 